We're excited to be here this morning. If you have your Bibles, go to Luke chapter number 14 today. Luke chapter 14. We've been walking through the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, for the next couple of weeks, two weeks, we're going to be stepping out of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, this week we're in Luke chapter 14, verse number 15 and following, and just talking about compelling others to come, to compel others to come. And uh, I remember I was, I was reading this <clears throat> passage of Scripture, and, uh, and, and, and within this passage of Scripture, uh, Jesus is com- telling us to compel them to come, to compel others to come. And I was thinking about invitations, and I, and I, and I went back and started reminiscing, and I remember uh, when I met Bonnie, uh, and when I asked her out on a date, uh, way back in the day, this has been a long time ago, uh, uh, but, but, but when I asked her out on a date, I, I remember uh, I was, <clears throat> it was in the fall, and uh, we had met one another, and uh, Florida State football was happening. We were college students, <clears throat> and so, uh, so, so this was my anemic attempt to invite her to go out with me. Uh, so I, I, said, I said to her, I said, hey, are, are you going to the football game on Saturday? And she said, yeah, why do you ask? And I said, well... <laughs> Uh, I, I'm probably going to be going to a concert down in Panama City. And, uh, and she just sat there in silent for a minute. And she was just looking at me. And, uh, and she said, well, are, 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 are you asking me to go? <laughs> and I said, well, uh, I was going to, but it sounds like you're busy. And she said, well, if you're going to ask, ask. And so I asked... <laughs> And, uh, and she said yes, and I'm grateful to God for that. That was not cool, it was not confident, and it definitely wasn't a compelling invitation to come. But the reason, the reason for my hesitancy and the reluctancy is because I was concerned maybe she wouldn't enjoy it. I mean, I know y'all might be surprised to think that, but uh, I, I, I thought, man, I don't know if she'll really enjoy her time with me. I'm not sure about this. In fact, she might even say no, and it really crushed me. But, uh, but she said yes, and I'm grateful to God for that. But when you're talking about compelling others to come to Jesus Christ, there's so much in this passage, in this message today, and I pray that God would just grip our hearts, but really just asking one question. Here's one question that all of us really need to ask ourselves, and that's this. Has there ever been a time in my life, or when's the last time that I simply even attempted to compel somebody to come to Jesus Christ? When's the last time that we said, man, I'm going to seek to really compel them to come to Jesus Christ? In order to do that, you've got to be convinced of a couple of things. I believe there's some essentials that are going on that we need to be very much aware of. To be, be able to grant a compelling invitation, number one, you have to be compelled. You've got you to know for sure that there is a need, that there's a heaven and there's a hell, and there are some people that are saved, and there are some people that are lost, and some people that are lost are perishing, and they're one heartbeat from going to hell. And we've got to be fully convinced of that, else we'll never, never bring a compelling invitation to somebody, because it really doesn't matter. So you got to be, number one, very much convinced that there's a need. But number two, you got to know, you got to know that there's only one way, and that would be through Jesus Christ. There's only one way to be saved, and it's not just about going to church, and it's not about being good and reading my Bible, although those are wonderful things. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. And we've got to be convinced that there's a need, and we've got to be convinced that there is an answer. And so God 
help us. Jesus Christ, in this passage, he's bringing a parable to us. And a parable is a simple story to really reveal a spiritual truth to others. Because a lot of times what happens to us is we don't see ourselves as we ought to see ourselves, but we sure can see others clearly. You know what I'm saying? When we're watching the lives of other people, it's like, I can see that, I can see that. And sometimes we miss our own Issues And so Jesus is teaching and he's using a parable to tell a story with a, uh, a spiritual <clears throat> truth. And so he's talking here. Uh, uh, let me give you the setting real quick. He's, he's attended. He's, he's at a dinner. He's at a dinner at a Pharisee's house. And, and as he's gathered at the Pharisee's house, here's what's happening. He's gathered there and he's been invited there. Uh, uh, and, and so as he comes in there, he notices that, man, this room is just full of the up and ups. I mean, this room is full of a lot of people that really don't have a lot of need. They're very self-sufficient kind of people. And so Jesus starts talking and he talks to, in fact, the one that's throwing the party. And he said, hey, listen, the next time you throw a party, you need to go out there and you need to invite the needy people. You need to invite the poor and the lame and the blind. Invite those people that have needs. Sometimes we don't go there because why? It's uncomfortable. It's really nice to have people that dress like me and act like me and think like me. Sometimes it's not nice if they look like me. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think about church and sometimes we just like it comfortable. And Jesus, he's talking and he's saying, hey, listen, go out there to where the people are and invite them to come. Luke 14, beginning in verse number 15, the Bible says this. When one of those who were reclining at the table with him heard this, he said to him, Blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. But he said to him, A man was giving a big dinner, and he invited many. And at the dinner hour, he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a piece of land, and I need to go out and look at it. Please consider me excused. Another one said, I bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to try them out. Please consider me excused. Another one said, I have married a wife and for that reason I cannot come. The slave came back and reported this to his master. And then the head of the household became angry and said to his slave, Go out at once into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the slave said, Master, what you commanded has been done, and still, still, there's room. And the master said to the slave, Go out into the highways and along the hedges and compel them, compel them to come in, so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste of my dinner. <clears throat> Jesus is giving a picture, and when we're talking about the picture that he's talking about here, it's a picture of a gospel invitation. Obviously, there's a banquet taking place, but it's a picture of a gospel invitation. The one throwing the party would be God the Father. God the Father's throwing a party, and he's saying, I want you to come. I want you to compel them to come, and he's talking about fellowship with the Father. To have to, The invitation is to, to fellowship with the Father. And in fact, when you're talking about a, this banquet that's going to be had, it's a celebratory event. It's something where we're going to go and anticipate and have an incredible time together. In fact, when you're talking about fellowship with the Father, a lot of times what happens, and in fact, I believe one of the greatest myths is that fellowship with the Father and fun are mutually exclusive. You can't have a good time there. 
And that's, that's not true. That's not true. In fact, I would say that some of us need to tell our face that that's not true on a Sunday morning. You know what I'm talking about? When we get together, we need to understand that, hey, listen, it's not about, about coming and just being dead and grumpy. And when we sing songs, we need to listen to the messages we're singing and sing them with all of our hearts. I mean, seriously, one of the reasons I don't go up here on this platform, there's a lot of reasons why I don't go on this platform on Sunday morning before I preach, but one of them is I, I, I preached a lot around uh, different areas, and they would always tell me, go sit up there, and you'd have to sit up here and watch everybody worshiping, and it just does something to your heart when you see people singing victory in Jesus and look like victory in Jesus. I mean, singing from a heart. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, and from the waters he lifted me, now saved am I. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else would help, love lifted me. It's understanding what we're singing about and understanding the one that we're singing to. It's inexcusable to come in here and look like you're going to a funeral home. It ought to be a place of excitement, a place of fellowship with the Father. Man, my sins have been forgiven. I have a hope. I have a future. I have peace. I have joy. I am loved unconditionally. That's what it's about. And saying, man, there's an invitation that's been given, and it's not to a funeral but to a celebration when you act like that, y'all all right? Yep. So in this invitation, <clears throat> several things. Verse 17, at the dinner hour, he sent a slave to say to those who had been invited, he said, come, for everything is ready now. And when you're talking about this invitation, there's several things I want to talk about in this parable. One would be the simplicity of the invitation. First of all, the invitation. He says, man, all the preparations have been made. All of the preparations have been made. In other words, he's saying, just come as you are. Just come as you are. And there's several things about this invitation that he gives to us. The Bible is very clear. The Bible says in Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. None of us, in and of our own selves, are ready and prepared to meet him. But the Bible says in 1 John chapter number 2 and in verses number 1 and 2, My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for those of the whole world. In other words, he's saying, hey, listen, the preparations, not only for you that are saved, but also for those, invite them to come. The preparations have been made for them just as well on the cross the invitation was given and it was a simple invitation just simply come as you are and a lot of times what happens to people is they say man i just got to get myself ready have you ever engaged in conversation with somebody and they don't want to come to church and they don't want to be around a church because they just don't feel like i fit in they just don't feel like i'm good enough and i just got to get good enough man you know what that's like that's like that's like a dead man that's like a dying man saying man i need to get well before i die you, you, you can't get well. You can't get well. You just come. 
There was a simplicity in the invitation that was given. But not only a simplicity in the invitation that was given, there was also an urgency with the invitation. Come now, come now, it's time. There was an urgency, and we've lost the urgency. In fact, oftentimes what happens to us is an invitation is given, and it's met with indifference along the way. When you're talking about this urgency, there needs to be an immediate response, an immediate response to the gospel. If you're here this morning, whether you're in the building or whether you're watching online, if you've never responded to the gospel of Jesus Christ, my question is, why not today? What are you waiting for? You're not even guaranteed tomorrow. An urgency, an immediate response but also the urgency on behalf of us brothers and sisters, our family of God, when we recognize and we really understand that, man, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, that Jesus Christ might even, he might even call his church home today. And what about those people in my life that God Almighty has put me into their life? Have I tried to compel them to come to him? Or have we lost our urgency? Are we indifferent with the gospel, with the invitation to invite others to come? indifference God help us to be urgent <clears throat> with the invitation the Bible goes on in verse number 17 and verse number 18 and it says this there was a rejection that took place and sometimes that will happen but they all alike began to make excuses and he goes on from there to talk about the excuses that they were making they were invited and they had a choice and they chose to reject. And that's how salvation works. The Bible says in John chapter number 6 and in verse number 44, <clears throat> John chapter number 6 and in verse number 44, the Bible says it like this, No one can come to me, Jesus said. Nobody can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. There's a decision to be made when Jesus Christ moves, when the Holy Spirit moves, you make a decision. In fact, the Bible says in Romans chapter number 9 and in verse number 22, in Romans 9 and verse number 22, what if God, although willing, uh, not wanting, but willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? Some people will look at that verse and say, see there, he prepared them, which he did not, because that verb form is in the middle reflective. And what that simply means is this, they took the action upon themselves so what is that verse really saying that verse is saying if you go to hell you go to hell because you prepared yourself for that he didn't send you there God help us there was an invitation given and then there was a rejection that was made to the invitation and the rejection was filled with excuses <laughs> I've heard excuses, excuses <clears throat> is just a thin bag of truth carrying a bunch of lies. <laughs> That's what an excuse oftentimes is, an excuse. In fact, I heard a story about a lady that <clears throat> got her a new BMW, and, uh, and she wanted to test it out. So she went out there on the interstate one evening, and, uh, and, she, and she was testing it out. She said, man, I wonder how fast this thing can go. And so she was going 90 and 95, and about that time, there was lights came up behind her. And uh, she saw the lights and she thought, man, <clears throat> this new car right here, I'll probably outrun that dude. And so she went on up there, 120, 130. And that police officer finally, finally she pulled over. And, uh, and the officer said, ma'am, <clears throat> I was getting ready to get off tonight. And, uh, and this is going to be my last stop. If you give me a good excuse, I'll let you go. 
So that woman was sitting there. She said, well, I got to tell you the truth. The truth of the matter is my husband left me uh, just about three months ago, and he ran off with a highway patrol officer that was a woman. And I, when I saw those lights, I thought that, that you were the one bringing her back to me, him <laughs> back to me. He said, have a nice day. <laughs> excuses, excuses. When you're looking at this passage of Scripture, it's interesting because he's talking about these people, and the first one says, hey, the first buddy, I, I bought a piece of land, and I, and I need to go look at it. Can I ask a simple question? Who, who, who buys land without looking at it first? It's excuses. Every, every last one of them. Another one said, I, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm going to try them out. I mean, we don't drive oxen, but we drive cars, but you don't buy a car and then, and then test drive it. You did it before you bought it. Now, there's some truth. I married a wife, and for that reason, I cannot come. Man, who in the world, being newlyweds, wouldn't want to say, man, I want to bring my wife and go to a banquet? Excuses. And oftentimes what happens is there are excuses why we don't come to Christ. There's excuses why we don't even go to church. I mean, you ever heard this excuse made before? Man, the church is just full of hypocrites. Church is full of hypocrites. I say, man, the church is full of a lot of different types of people, but I'd rather go and worship with hypocrites and spend eternity in hell. God help us. God help us not make excuses along the way. There's some... Simply, there's just too much to give up. I just got too much to give up. I want to do my thing in my time. I want to live my life because at the end of the day, it's my life. And it's just too much to give up. And what a terrible, terrible decision that is. God help us not be full of excuses. But sometimes people will reject. So the Bible says in verse number 21, And the slave came back and reported this to his master. Then the head of the household became angry and said to his slave, Hey, go out at once into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. And the slave said to his master, What you commanded has been done, and still there's room. And the master said to the slave, Go out into the highways and along the hedges and compel them, compel them to come in so that my house may be filled. There was a commission that was given. Those who had rejected, again, this is Jesus Christ, and he's talking to the nation of Israel who had rejected their Messiah. They were the ones that were invited in the beginning. They were the ones with the, all the excuses. The Bible says in Romans chapter number 1 and verse number 16, Paul's writing, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation for those who believe, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. That's the order of the gospel. Always has been, always will be. And God entrusted that gospel to you, and he entrusted that gospel to me to go and compel them not to come just to a, a date, not to come and just have a dinner party, but to come to a Savior to Jesus, to come to Jesus, an invitation. And this morning, I pray that we be faithful in inviting them to come, compelling them to come. Why am I going here this morning? Simply because of this. Man, this, this is an incredible opportunity. This week is Easter coming up, and I know everybody's very much aware of that. Easter is coming up, but listen, 
You may have people in your life, and I'm praying this, and I'm asking you if you would do me a favor this morning and really just response to what we're talking about today, and that's simply to say, hey, I will pray. I will pray. I don't know what to tell you to compel somebody to come. I don't know what to tell you. But that you would get on your knees before God and say, God, would you help me to compel? And who is it for you? Would you help me to compel Yuri to come? Would you help me to compel Terry to come? God, would you go ahead of me by your Holy Spirit and convince them in their heart of their need for you? And come. This is an incredible opportunity for you and me to compel others to come. We had special cards made for next week. <clears throat> I'm not knocking signs on streets. There's nothing wrong with signs on streets. But God didn't say hang signs on streets. He said, hey, you compel them. You compel them. It's my job. It's your job. We had some cards made. They look like this. Just for next Sunday, for Easter Sunday. And at the doors, every door over here, back there, in the Welcome Center, these cards are back there. And I'm just asking if you would take a card and you fervently pray. In fact, I would even encourage you to begin fasting and praying however you choose, whether that's a 24-hour fast, whether that's a daily meal fast, whatever that fast is to lay down something and say, God, I really, more important than anything else to me is this soul of this person that you brought into my life. And God, help me this week to compel them to come. Don't put it off. God, help me. He said, you go and compel them to come. I tell you that none of those men who were invited shall taste of my dinner because there was a rejection that happened. God, help us to invite before it's too late. We're not guaranteed a tomorrow. When I read that story, I was thinking about the Old Testament and the story of Noah. And there's so much we don't know because it's not written. But I wonder sometimes how many, how many did Noah seek to compel to come with him and to get on the ark? Because at the end of the day, there was still room. There was still room. And I wonder when the rain started to come and after God Almighty had shut the door and it was simply too late, it was too late. How many said, man... Noah, open the door. And it was too late. And this morning, I don't know where you are, but I'm just telling you, if there's never been a time in your life when you've responded to the invitation to come to Jesus Christ and to be saved, one day we'll be too late. And so I'm inviting you today to come. You come and call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, whosoever shall call on him 
shall be saved. And this morning, if you've never been saved, to be born again, I'm not talking about being religious, just coming to church. I'm talking about being born again, to be born from above, to repent of my sin, say, I can't live for myself any longer. I want Jesus. I recognize I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. I need a Lord. I want Jesus to come into my heart. If that's a decision you'd like to make today, I'm inviting you to come today. You come today. 